0: Welcome to Cinematicon X Mortis, the horror movie discussion podcast hosted by Kenny and Heather. And today, we're not watching anything. Woo! <laughs> it's our day off.
1: Okay, but we had to do more work than usual. Uh, I had to do more work than usual. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess it depends how you measure it. Um, so instead of watching a movie this time, because we've done 10 episodes where we watch movies, we decided we want to rank... The ten epithet- the ten movies that we've watched so far, um, in terms of a bunch of different criteria, and hopefully that'll be entertaining for you to hear. <laughs> um, so, the first category is this is the easiest one: favorite to least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you want to start? No, Heather? I want you to go first. Okay.
1: Because I think yours is going to be the exact opposite of mine that's my prediction
0: let's see okay okay so number one for me you're next
1: you liked that one the least
0: no i'm doing favorite to least favorite
1: oh i did it opposite of that why because i, told you. I asked you and i was pretty sure that that was okay don't worry about it
0: okay my favorite was number one you're next Number two, The Bride of Frankenstein. Number three, Tenebrae. Number four, Misery. Number five, The Fly. Number six, Nosferatu. Number seven, The Silence of the Lambs. Number eight, White Zombie. And number nine, Frankenstein. And ten, Dracula. You're giving me a look. Uh-huh. Was there something on there that was not what you expected? Was that exactly your list
1: no not exactly um pretty close
0: yeah so um i don't know if you want to discuss that first and then talk about your list or yeah
1: we can talk about your mess
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so you're next i just and this is we talked about before we started um, heather doesn't understand how there can be a difference between what you think is the greatest to least great versus your favorite to least favorite. To me, those for me those those are two very different lists. Um, because it doesn't
1: make any sense. It
0: doesn't make sense to I think Heather. you
1: sort of have to be a robot to be able to do that. To like be unbiased.
0: Okay. I thought we weren't gonna talk about
1: you being a robot. Me
0: being a robot. Alright. That's kind of a personal
1: You can edit that out. Um
0: but to me uh you know certain movies just they just hit me they they tickle my fancy uh they they wrestle my jimmies whatever you want (laughs) to say um and other movies there are a lot of movies where i respect the movie i can see why it's a great film but it's not necessarily my favorite it's just you know it can be the time in your life that you see it you know i think if i saw the goonies for the first time now i probably wouldn't think much of it but you know i saw it when i was a kid and so i love it um and, uh, yeah, your Next for me is just, uh, it's my favorite of the ones that we've done. I just, um, uh, it's pretty rare for me to watch a movie multiple times. That may be another thing that's kind of odd about me is I almost always will go for watching a new movie I haven't seen before rather than one I've seen before, even if I really love the one that I've seen before and I probably won't like the new one. I just feel like, okay, well, I already saw that. Um, but... Your next i just find myself from time to time like if i'm feeling depressed if i'm feeling down and i just need you know something to watch that'll your
1: uplifting it's
0: my pick-me-up thing? yeah it's like it's like oh you know i look over the movies that i have and it's like yeah i've seen that i've seen that, and it's like oh, i haven't watched your next in a while you know and i'll, I'll put that on and it's just such a fun <laughs> movie but yeah i just uh i don't know it's fun i love the score i love uh the the comedic the way that it blends comedy and gore and and uh horror i think i really like that to me like i don't know i mean a movie that just scares the stuffing out of you is uh (laughs) is great the first time you know like it really messes you up but then it has to have something else going on in order for you to want to keep coming back to it right because like it's inevitably going to be less and less scary like exponentially so the more you watch it Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, so the movies that the horror movies that I keep coming back to that end up being perennial favorites Mm -hmm. of mine are like the Evil Dead movies yes where of course it's not scary to me anymore but there's so much more there it's so funny it's it's so lively um, there's there's so much else going on and I feel like that's the case with with your next it's just like a fun romp so mm-hmm. that's why that's my favorite Bride and Frankenstein is kind of a similar story it's it's hilarious um, I love uh, all the stuff with Dr. Pretorius he's so amazing there's the score the look of the film everything about Bride and Frankenstein is just so entertaining it's always I'm surprised something
1: I that, that one's so high on our list mm. that was surprising
0: and then Tenerbrae, we talked about when we we watched that, that that has my favorite, probably, movie score, or at least horror movie score of anything. I listen to the score by itself all the time. And the movie is so so colorful and just so so visually uh, interesting to watch. Um, and then Misery, we talked about, too, when we watched that, how, like, I keep coming back to that one, and it becomes more of a comedy. Uh, yes. I keep thinking, uh, as we we're talking about... Uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, Beetlejuice says, I've seen The Exorcist 72 times and it keeps getting funnier every <laughs> single time. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I have something in common with Beetlejuice. I watch these movies and they, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate more the, the humor. Um, but the tension, too. Misery has, is like this perfect balance of of humor and tension. and
1: So Misery is your fourth?
0: That's my fourth. Um, the Fly... I love the special effects. I love the the character stuff. I love, um, like we talked about the monologues. I, I find those like endlessly fascinating, where he's talking about like the plasma pool and
1: mm-hmm. all
0: that kind of stuff, um, and just. But that one more, I guess the reason it's a little lower down is like. I'm not. I have problems with it. We didn't talk about this when we, talked about the fly, and this is a great opportunity for me to continue rambling about movies we've already rambled about for an hour mm-hmm. um, and say things that we forgot to say. Um, one of them is like, the, the stuff with the computer where he's like talking to the computer is like really dumb. <laughs> 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 and, and, and it just comes with being from the 80s. Like what? He's like, he's like talking to the computer and he's like, if the second element is a fly, then what came out of the other side of the telepod and it answers him it's like answer Brundlefly, and it's like okay so you didn't just build a teleporter you built fucking alexa like this thing <laughs> or you know what i mean like you build a, an yes. ai it's smart enough to be able to hear like understand human speech and understand like english grammar and parse your sentence and give you an appropriate answer like Mm -hmm. why that's double gobbledygook don't add that in to a story about (laughs) do you know about double gobbledygook no no it's double mumbo jumbo i forgot okay double mumbo jumbo is a screenwriting rule where um like oh
1: is that where they put in just it's where they put in like random shit where other stuff is going to go eventually no. no, no, no. Uh,
0: double mumbo jumbo is a rule in screenwriting that I've heard of um, that where basically you can have one thing in your story that is out there and like weird and bizarre. Um, but if you have two things, that's double mumbo jumbo. And at that point, you lose the audience. So if you have like a story about vampires, like, mm-hmm. okay, and you get like two thirds of the way through the movie, and then the character's about to get eaten by the vampire, but. A UFO flies in and and abducts the hero and flies away and then for the rest of the movie they're like dealing with the aliens on the ship it's like no like I that like that belongs in a different movie it's at that point it's like too stupid and the audience I think just loses like interest
1: 40 examples of that right yeah now.
0: yeah a lot of movies are are offenders and I think the fly with the computer is a little like that but I think it, it comes with comes with being from the 80s because they didn't understand computers yet like it was before the era when like everyone had a computer in yeah. their house so people would watch it and just see him like talking to the computer and it's like oh yeah he pro- that's probably is how computers work you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: um so there are little things that annoy me and then also it's just like it's kind of a slow build and i so i really enjoy like the last 20 minutes of the fly but oh, g- getting God. there is is not as fun um, i would
1: just I would go the opposite way on that.
0: Um, and is that all? I think that's all I have to say about The Fly. For now. For now. We'll keep coming back to these, so <laughs> get ready to hear over and over uh, about the same movies.
1: <laughs> the next um, few episodes are just going to be us revisiting the same ten movies. So.
0: Nosferatu is my number six. Um, I enjoy that as well, mostly for the visuals that are so striking and, and interesting um, not so much the sound because there isn't any um, and uh, it kind of drags in the middle for me. I think it I the story kind of becomes a little slow once once uh, Harker escapes or not Harker but Hutter escapes from the castle and Nosferatu is on his way to uh, Wittenborg or whatever it is. Um, you get all this stuff with the ship and then you got the, the Van Helsing character looking at flies and spiders and stuff. And oh, it's just like, God. Uh, the story kind of, it slows down and then it picks up at the very end again. So that's why that's a little lower down. Um, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, I like, I like it just fine, but it's not one of my favorite movies. Um, not particularly scary to me or whatever. Uh, we're getting into the ones that are just kind of like, whatever, uh, White Zombie, it's good. I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, and then Frankenstein and Dracula, those are like the very early uh, talkies where they feel a little creaky to me. Um, and uh, yeah, they don't have like the, the humor, even though Frankenstein is by James Whale, and I, def- I definitely think it's superior to Dracula. It, he hasn't started really like throwing in these like subversive comedy elements that he he threw into like invisible man and bride of frankenstein and like uh, i love like all of his other movies and i'm not as crazy about frankenstein but it's still super interesting to think about um the story and everything um yeah so let's hear let's hear your list
1: i'm surprised dracula wasn't higher on your list hmm
0: really because i I feel like i keep bringing up dracula and it's almost always to say something mean about it
1: really yeah i guess i just thought you liked it more. Maybe I mistook your making fun of it as like being entertained by it. I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, all of these movies are movies I would put among the greatest horror movies. Okay, so, so
1: even the one that you don't like,
0: yeah, even number 10,
1: it's still really good.
0: It's still really good. And it's still like, has a lot of iconic stuff that, yeah, So it's something that sticks in my brain, but I wouldn't, I guess what I'm thinking as I'm thinking favorite to least favorite, I'm thinking like, which one would I most want to sit down and rewatch right now Mm. versus would not, you know? And it's like, I've seen Dracula a lot and I'm, you know, I don't see any reason right now to go rewatch it.
1: That makes sense.
0: So what's your, what's your list?
1: Okay, so I have to read them from the one I like the most to the one I like the least. I mean, that feels, that's, what, that's what I did. That feels backwards to me, but fine. I'll I mean, we it. could we could do whatever we want. No, because that would be confusing. If
0: I yeah, did. we don't want to confuse our listeners. I'm or already
1: fucking confused. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, number one for me that I like the most is Silence of the Lambs, which you probably predicted.
0: Because you uh, said that was your
1: favorite before. Yeah. So. Two is Misery. Three is White Zombie. Four is your next... Hmm. Is that higher than you expected it to be?
0: Yeah, I thought it would be at the bottom because you said they would be opposite.
1: Well, they're not perfectly opposite. Okay, five is Dracula, six is Bride of Frankenstein, seven is just regular Frankenstein, eight is Nosferatu, nine is Tenebrae, and ten is The Fly.
0: Okay. So Tenebrae and The Fly were your two lowest
1: Tenebrae is only there because I just didn't really get it yeah it just wasn't it's not that I dislike it it's just it was kind of boring to me like it's not I you know the fly I fall on will never watch again in my life Tenebrae is just kind of like just whatever you know? Mm-hmm. So, they're kind of, like, wildly different. It's kind of strange that they're right next to each other. Nosferatu, I'm not... I'm, I don't get what I ever saw on it, really. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. At one point, I loved it. And this last time we watched it, I was just like, dear God, will this never end? Ugh. Okay. So... Well, maybe
0: you just have to be in the right mood to see, like, a silent film.
1: I i guess i mean i loved it so much i went on a cruise for my 21st birthday and i watched it twice on that cruise i was in the cabin watching nas fucking feratu on you know one of the three channels that you get what the hell what was that i have a weird life
0: well didn't you say something kind of similar about white zombie when you watched that that.
1: Um, there's something different there because the fir- when I first watched White Zombie, I'm like, oh my god, this is the best movie ever. I'm obsessed. I need to have all those costumes. I'm going to do my makeup like that. I was just, you know, all in. And then the second time I saw it, it was like 10 years later. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so boring. I have to turn it off. And I was like watching it with a friend. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. Eh. But then this last time we watched it, I I loved it again. So I don't know. I guess just different phases of my life, it just takes on different forms. Yeah. I'm not really sure. But I didn't have like the same reaction that I did the first time, where I wanted to like, you know, make it my whole life. But I did really really like it. So sometimes these things come back around.
0: Um what about your your number one Silence of the lambs?
1: Yeah. Um what I, is it
0: about that that makes it your favorite?
1: I think that I really love the character of Hannibal Lecter so much and I love his weird relationship with Clarice and I really like the suspense of it and I really like the the, femi-
0: the suspense yeah okay
1: why are you laughing at me no
0: i just it's an interesting pronunciation of that word
1: what did i say
0: the suspense
1: is that wrong
0: like how many pence do you want i got some suspense
1: what are you talking about (laughs) suspense okay you say it suspense no that's pretentious (laughs) okay (laughs)
0: I never realized I was saying it the pretentious way all these years. You say it the pretentious way.
1: Hmm. Anyway, I'm not going to say anything if you're going to laugh at me. Um, I don't know. Do I have anything else to say about that? I you get the like suspense. I... Okay, fuck off. How about that? I don't. I don't know. I really like that movie. I like the characters and there's some plot twists and it's a feminist message yeah so it's got checks on my boxes
0: okay um yeah do you want to move on to the next category
1: oh i forgot there's more lists dear god okay. oh yeah
0: so many more lists <laughs> um why don't you start off the next one uh, scariest to least scary
1: okay I also think that Silence of the Lambs is the scariest. That's my number one scariest. But I think that also has to do... It's a very personal thing for me because... It's probably one of the first horror movies I ever saw. So I saw it when I was a lot younger. It's not as scary as Darkness Falls, but... Um, it definitely freaked me out when I first saw it. Probably because you don't really know what's coming next. And there's all this talk of like people being skinned and like all this stuff and you don't know what you're going to see and like you, you never know. Like the next scene could be really gory. You have no clue. So I think that plays a lot into it.
0: Yeah. Like the autopsy scene where they pull the pupa out. Mm-hmm. Like we see the dead body. Right. It's like, it's very realistic looking. It doesn't yeah. look like a prop. Totally. It's like, ooh, should I be seeing this? Maybe <laughs> yeah. I can wait outside.
1: Right. And the head in the jar and, you know, all that stuff. Pretty scary. So the next one on my list is misery. Hmm. And, you know, it's scary in a much different way. It's very suspenseful. (laughs) Are you happy now? Is that right? Okay. Um, And, you know, there's the hobbling scene, which is just. I feel like that scene alone puts it high on the list. It's just so. You cannot watch that. Like, you know? Oh, I mean, you can, but it's rough. Yeah. Oof.
0: That's a painful scene to watch.
1: Ugh, okay. Three is your next. I think I, I didn't know what to expect at all, and that played into it a lot for me. It's not necessarily like I don't I, I think you kind of expect there to be jump scares, so then you're like kind of like ready for it. Do you know what I'm saying? mm-hmm I'm not, like, terrified I didn't have to leave the lights on or anything, but while I was watching it, I'm just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Oh, my God, oh, my God. But I really liked it. So, next is The Fly. Not so much scary as in just, like, offensive to watch. My <laughs> eyeballs are burning out of my head. Um. I, I didn't really know where to put that, because it's not like I was scared of it. I was just... So disgusted by what I was seeing that it's like similar to being horrified and scared, whatever. Anyway, we're, we're done talking about the fly. Uh, six is tenebrae. Uh, that's no, that's not six. I'm sorry, I'm reading this backwards. It's five one, two, three, four. It's five. Okay, I can count. Okay, um. Six is Nosferatu, because there is some scary shit in there.
0: Yeah, there's some uh, creepy visuals.
1: Yes. Uh, Seven is Dracula. Eight is Frankenstein. Nine is Bride of Frankenstein. And ten is White Zombie. Hmm.
0: Interesting. So why was White Zombie the least scary is that like almost not a horror film to you
1: yeah it pretty much isn't
0: i mean i think we're so inured to zombies at this point like there there have been so many fucking zombie things
1: yeah but i mean the concept of the like haitian zombie is unsettling yeah but it's i think the scariest thing in that film is just the close-ups of bella lugosi Mm, yeah it's like the dracula effect it's like you know his he's just a scary he can make that face and it's all of a sudden a horror film you know
0: what about just like the idea of someone just turning you into like their doll exactly that's
1: the unsettling part it's like it's very rapey and just uncomfortable yeah so a lot of these movies like they don't it's hard to put them in the same category Mm -hmm. they're all so different
0: yeah, different kinds of scary. That's a good point. Like gross out mm-hmm. versus like stuff like misery, where it's like painful to watch, but it's not necessarily jumping out at you yeah. or anything. It's just like you have to look away. Versus like jump scares. Versus unsettling ideas uh-huh. and images that might give you a nightmare. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of wonderful things in the films that we watch.
1: <laughs> okay, um, That's the term I would use.
0: Okay, so my list is number one, You're Next. Number two, Misery. Number three, Nosferatu. Number four, The Fly. Number five, Dracula. Number six, The Silence of the Lambs. Number seven, White Zombie. Number eight, Tenebrae. Nine, Frankenstein. And ten, Bride of Frankenstein.
1: Those are, those are, that list is a lot more similar than... I mean, comparing ours.
0: Mm. Yeah, Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein are down by the bottom of both of our lists. Mm-hmm. I just don't think the Frankenstein monster is scary to modern viewers. We
1: both had the fly at the same place.
0: Oh, yeah? At number four? Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, I think...
1: Oh, and we had Misery at the same place, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think the, the fly... Like, Brundlefly is just not... Um, scary to me until the last five minutes of the film where he completely loses his face and he's like a giant fly and at that point it's like oh (laughs) i don't i don't want to see that thing in real life you know like i that is really scary Uh that's not a guy wearing makeup like that's a full-on fucking you know human-sized fly creature Mm -hmm. um and it's it's awesome, but it is it is unsettling. Like the way that it's like has feelers coming out of its face and then like twitching and like in a kind of. Its weird eyes way. are
1: like blinking. Oh yeah, its, it's eyes still kind of so... blink. Oh. Yeah,
0: it's it's <laughs> it's beautiful creature design, um, and there's something about insects. I don't know. You know, as a kid. I loved bugs, and I, I had a whole giant book of all different bugs, and I would go out with my net and catch them and put them in jars and, and all this stuff. I loved bugs. But at the same time, sometimes I would have, like, nightmares about bugs, you know? Like, I had this fascination, but at the same time, uh, I'm not one of those people who would have, like, a pet tarantula and have it crawl on them and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. there, there is something, like really at a deep fundamental like human level for me that is un- unsettling and uh, upsetting about like looking at a, a like an insect, like a especially like a spider like really close up just like I guess it's just like when you see a face like the human brain is looking for the two eyes the nose the mouth you know like our brains are so hardwired to recognize other human faces, distinguish them from each other, tell how the person's feeling from, you know, tiny little differences in how the, the face is, you know, organized visually. And when you see a face that like, oh, that has like six eyes, and they're like, not where they should be. And that, you know, it's like, everything is out of where it's the plate, the, it's right place to be a human face. There's something like really upsetting about that, I think, on a on some level, at least for me, I don't know. I mean, so there are some people that aren't bu- bugged by bugs, but. Um,
1: no, they're definitely creepy.
0: Yeah. So, but until then, I, the rest of the movie's not scary to me at all.
1: You know, the further I get away from the film, hmm? the more I just think of it as really depressing. Like it just mm-hmm. makes me like now when I think about it, it just makes me really sad.
0: Oh yeah. It's like a Greek tragedy. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh.
1: I find new ways to hate it every day.
0: <laughs> I put it close. I put it high up on my favorites. Right. I put it at number five. Maybe it should be a little higher. I don't know. I I, I think it's great. Okay. Um. Uh. What else were we gonna talk about? Dracula. I put it number five. I think that. Was that similar to you? I, anyway, I put it way higher than Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein. Um.
1: I have it as number seven.
0: Yeah, and you know, there's really like just one reason. Well, no, there's really two reasons. The, the the part where the three vampire brides go over to Jonathan Harker and they're kind of like all in unison. They're going to go drink his blood. You know that scene? The beginning of the film? Yeah. That scene, that's creepy. That's really creepy. Mm-hmm. And then the part where Mina is describing how she woke up in the middle of the night and and dracula was there and he sort of hovered over and she saw his like glowing eyes coming closer to her and we're just seeing her tell the story in, in like a close up and so we can see how she's like remembering it that's really that's mm-hmm. really creepy mm-hmm. those two parts the rest of the film is like you know not scary at all but those two parts really i think hit it on the on the hit the nail on the head for me mm-hmm. um Yeah, maybe I should have put Tenebrae a little higher, but it's just like Tenebrae doesn't scare me. I can see how it's with the gore and everything, but I'm not a gore person, so.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I think you're next, I put at the top. Again, the gore doesn't get me so much, but like there's some really effective jump scares in that. Like we talked about the one where he's under the bed. That's like one of my favorite jump scares in any movie. I
1: didn't even notice, which is saying something because I hate jump scares
0: there's not a lot which i think if there's a lot then it kind of ruins they must not
1: have been really terrible because i i literally fucking hate them yeah i can't stand them it's also cheap it's a cheap scare so it must have been done very well otherwise i would have been like
0: yeah you have to earn it you can have a few jump scares but you gotta earn them yes i think it does i think
1: oh i remember i'm remembering now there was like a fake out there was like a they you think it's gonna be a jump scare but then it's like it's it comes directly afterwards yeah right that kind of stuff yeah okay yeah I get it now um
0: okay and then we'll do um most to least influential so I'm thinking on about influence on later horror films or the horror genre or movies in general um, so for me. I would put number one, Frankenstein. Number two, Nosferatu. Number three, Dracula. Number four, The Silence of the Lambs. Number five, Bride of Frankenstein. Number six, White Zombie. Number seven, The Fly. Number eight, Misery. Number nine, Tenebrae. And number ten, you're next. Okay. So, um, any of that surprise you?
1: No, not really. It, we we did pretty similarly, surprisingly.
0: I kind of debated which to put I, on d- top. I've,
1: there are some things on here that are very deliberate, and then some of them I was just like, I guess. <laughs> I don't yeah. know.
0: I had trouble deciding between Frankenstein and Dracula. They both came out in 31. Yeah, they were the two first exactly. universal monster movies. But the thing with Dracula is that Nosferatu came first and right. in a lot of ways it's just sort of following it has a lot of the same scenes where the same things happen and even like the visuals of like Dracula getting out of the coffin and stuff it's like it's being cribbed from uh Nosferatu because I mean Carl Freund the cinematographer on Dracula was German he worked in German expressionist film before he came to Hollywood so I think that makes it a little less influential although still like super influential like every every vampire after Bela Lugosi's Dracula has some kind of debt to Bela Lugosi's performance
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but Frankenstein I think even though it came out a little bit later in 31 it was really the film that created the template for the universal monster movie with the sympathetic uh, monster that we kind of feel bad for at the same time as we're frightened um, that served them very well for the next like 15 years or 20 years and that sort of became the template for even movies like the fly when we were talking about the fly he's a sort of sympathetic monster who transforms who you know carries the fainted heroin in his arms mm-hmm. over the rooftops and you know there's so many like iconic things that are still around 50 years later so yeah so Frankenstein Nosferatu of course um German expressionism was so influential largely through that film on horror um and uh Silence of the Lambs, I mean, Hannibal Lecter uh, was named AFI's, the American Film Institute's number one greatest villain of all time. Hmm. Um, I think you can see the influence of the movie and of that character and Hopkins' performance as him in so many, like, horror movie villains and outside of horror even, just, like, dark kind of movie villains, like the... Mastermind, serial killer guy who we kind of, um, kind of like, even though we're scared at the same time. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, and um, let's see what else. Um, yeah, I put your next last just because, like, I think it's so it's so recent that it hasn't had time to be very influential. It is part of this like mumblecore subgenre of indie films that has been influential but i don't think your next in particular was it was just like the one movie in that subgenre that was also a horror movie um so um even though that's my favorite of the ones that we watched i think it is the the least historically important um and then tenebrae i think the giallo genre is a lot more important than people give it credit for but tenebrae in particular i don't think is a you know, it's not a touchstone. It comes so late in 1982, by that point, the slasher is already, you know, in its heyday. Um, So another one that is one of my personal favorites, but I have to admit, not particularly important. Um, So what about, uh, what about your list?
1: Okay. Um, First one on my list is Nosferatu. And then I put Dracula right underneath it. And then Frankenstein and then bride of frankenstein and then misery and then the fly and then silence of the lambs and then white zombie and then tenebrae and then you're next
0: okay so we kind of agree that mm-hmm. tenebrae and you're next are near the bottom you put silence of the lambs surprisingly low for how much you like it well i thought
1: i you know i have to put i i'm not gonna Give it special treatment.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I like, rate or I overvalue things like awards. Mm. But, like, it's so rare for horror movies to get any kind of yeah critical attention the way that Silence of the Lambs did. I think it, it was influential in that sense, too. I talked about how Hannibal was influential. But I also think just the fact that it won all those Academy Awards it sort of like made the genre more respectable Mm
1: mm-hmm I just I see a lot more uh, references and and stuff to the ones I listed before it yeah so I have to give credit where credit's due sure you know
0: and then your number one was Nosferatu right yes yeah, that's hard to argue with. It's like the original vampire mm-hmm. movie, and there's been so many vampire movies since mm-hmm. then. Um, not a lot of them have followed in its track as far as presenting the vampire as this like horribly gross creature. Mm-hmm. Instead of they more followed the Bela Lugosi version. Yeah, but um,
1: it's really hard to decide, though. Because yeah. I, I put Dracula right after it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was a tough call.
0: Yeah, I mean, I did the same thing on my list. I put Nosferatu first mm-hmm. for the visual style. Um, yeah. Okay, and then I think we just have one more category.
1: You have one more category.
0: Oh, yeah, you declined to do this I, one.
1: I opted out because I think you're insane. So, so this
0: this is the greatest to least. Um, so I have a, a list... This is kind of what got me into horror movies is I decided to make this list of 100 greatest horror movies and then eventually it expanded to the 200 greatest horror movies and I spend most of my waking hours updating this list (laughs) and fussing over it Mm -hmm. um and uh so it was pretty easy for me to rate these because I pretty much just figured out where they already were on my list and put them in that order um so here we go um The greatest out of the ones that we've seen so far is Bride of Frankenstein. Second, Nosferatu. Number three, Frankenstein. Number four, Dracula. Number five, The Silence of the Lambs. Number six, The Fly. Number seven, White Zombie. Number eight, Misery. Number nine, Tenebrae. And number ten, you're next. Okay. So... And by greatest, I guess I'm, I'm combining sort of all the stuff we talked about, like the quality of the film, how scary it is, how historically important, how original it was, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I put Bride up there. You know, Bride is it's not as influential as the first film. It's hard for any sequel to be, you know, as important as the thing it's a sequel to because, you know, it, it didn't invent the characters or the situation or anything. But... Um to me Bride of Frankenstein is the perfect classic universal monster movie. Like if you only see one in your life, if you only have time to see one of those, I would say see Bride of Frankenstein because it just has everything. It has like the the pathos and it has the the comedy and it's got amazing visual style, it's got a fantastic score, it's got it's, it's always moving. It's never, it never feels creaky. It's past that point in like the early 30s where they were still figuring out how to work with sound and they didn't have scores yet. Um, it's just like... I don't know. To me, it's like a perfect film. So that ended up being hmm. the one that's highest up on my list of all the ones that we've seen so far. And then Tenebrae and Your Next are at the bottom like they were on the influential one just because... Yeah, I mean they're not that important in the scheme of things. Even though I like those movies a lot. Um, also, I mean they have problems. I mean we talked about Tenebrae, how it has, it has some plot problems. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: It's stuff that I can look past because I really like it. But, um, yeah. Okay, so I guess uh, we'll uh, close up shop okay. for now. Sure. This was has been fun. Yep. I enjoyed it.
1: You love lists. I love lists. You would just do a podcast about lists.
0: I love Lamp. (laughs) Um, And uh, for next time, uh, we're going to be watching Lake Mungo. And uh, I promise it's way better than the title implies. We were talking about another list we could do would be like the worst (laughs) names for horror films. This would be on that list. List cast. It's a very deceptive name. You should... Just go in blind, watch the film, and uh, meet us next time when we'll be discussing Lake Mungo.
1: Okay. Goodbye. The end?
0: (laughs) The end. I I don't know.